And good morning. It is 9.36 and time to welcome in our usual guest on Friday mornings uh, on a Minnesota morning. That, of course, would be River Valley Master Gardener uh, Barb Lampson. Good morning, Barb. It's nice to see you. It's kind of a cloudy morning. It's not (laughs) too hot yet, but it is humid. And it, it looks like we could get some rain. And that uh, that would probably be okay, um, which we'll we'll talk about in a little bit here. We obviously can uh, can, can use the rain. Yes, we can. Yeah. And here's our statistics for the year. Oh, okay. I I watch this all the time. So we have had. Now let me just I wrote them down. We've had nine point three one inches so far to date. Doesn't seem like we've had that, but okay. we have. And when did that start? As <clears throat> of the first of the year? Or? Yeah, January. Okay. January right? 1. Okay. And, and, um, and the normal year to date rain would be we would have gotten 17.88 inches. So we're about um, eight inches short. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. It is. <clears throat> almost <throat> half where we would be. Yeah, right, right. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, despite that, if you've been able to water, I have these eight rain barrels. Yes, which I absolutely have to encourage people. You well, know, we're we're all jealous of you with the get <laughs> with the amount of rain yeah, them, water that you have. Yeah, and yeah, it it makes such a difference. And uh, I do have a system where I can. Um, I have two that are mounted up in the air. So I have good gravity. Oh sure, and I can put a um, a soaker hose on them, and um, a fifty gallon barrel will take ten hours to put down that okay. fifty gallons using a soaker hose. So our raspberries, which you know normally I don't think of them as a a plant that needs a lot of water, but this year. Um, it seemed like they were slow in forming berries, and so we turned that soaker hose mm-hmm. on, put those 50 gallons in there, and, you know, you take your soaker hose and you you move it around sure. and you tread it back and forth, and, oh, they just perked right up. Really? We have yeah. beautiful berries on them now. They're light pink. They're not ready to pick yet, but, okay. you know, I think about sun deer, so they will be. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good thing. The other thing is, um, <clears throat> when it's going, when it's scheduled to rain, and you can't always believe what the weather <laughs> forecaster is saying, <laughs> we try to drain our barrels down and put all that water on the plants and on the trees and the shrubs, maybe plants that aren't getting as much, and and so that when we take advantage of the rain, so then we've got our barrels filled okay. again. So uh, with doing that, I found out that I was much more generous with the with the newer plants, like the uh, lilies. Okay. And I have Asiatics, and I have Orientals also, and the... Asiatics and Orientals that are closest to a rain barrel because I'm for them I'm carrying water. <laughs> okay, they yeah. are about twice the size okay. of the ones that are much farther away. Sure, it's just not as convenient. They're mm-hmm. getting their one inch a week, but they're not getting this extra. Sure, and so um, I want to talk just a little bit about diversity today. Okay, you know diversity in the garden. Uh, 
diversity in the landscaping. Mm-hmm. That is so important. And I wanted to show you how diverse uh, a planting can be. So um, I brought you... A, Another uh, edition of Show and Tell. Show I and like Tell, it. yes. You know, it's... Um, too many years of doing gardening programs with children yeah. and with adults. Well, and you treat me like a child. That's <laughs> fine with me. <laughs> you know, actually, people like to see something. Yeah. They like to hold oh, it. Yeah. They like to touch it and examine it. But um, those are um, the the big, big, big shot in that arrangement are the Asiatics. And okay. they're interesting because... So that's a lily. That's yes. a lily, okay. right. And lily and, and lily is important to the reason that I'm here and Karen isn't here, by the way. We should really, if we can sidebar for uh, a moment into yes, that. Yes, let's do uh, that. She, she and, uh, I can't remember, is it Grant? Grant. Grant, Grant yeah, Grant uh, is, uh, they're, they're on the, uh, or Grant is on the, what, the, the, the uh, lily it, board? It, it's on our state lily board, yes. yes. He's, he, I think he represents the youth, right? Yeah. And Karen is the publicity person yeah. for them. Right, she volunteers. So been preparing for uh, for a big event here. Well, it's it's an annual event that we have, which um, uh, anybody can show their lilies, ah, and yes. this is like specimens, and you name them and you show them. But they they also are having um, arranged. You know, using these yep. lilies in arrangements, you will often see them in funeral bouquets. Sure, we have we need something really big. Well, and they they're. The flower itself is so large. It is so large. It works well yeah. from that perspective. Yes, yeah. yes, that's exactly right. Oh, let me just digress and say one thing. Yeah. If you take off the pollen, so you see where the pollen should be attached, I've oh, cut the uh-huh. pollen off because it will stain your shirts. Oh, okay. And now when this one, when you take it home and the anther... When it gets when when the petals peel back, it'll just be thick with pollen. Ah. And so you want to just take a little scissor and just snip, 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 snip. Don't take your fingers because you'll stain your fingers. Okay. So yeah. Good to know. <clears throat> But, but yeah, they were. I, I know that uh, that uh, there was uh, a, that that was something that Grant was working very hard on was creating a display. Yeah, because we get to on themes. Yeah, a theme. so That's yeah, right. yeah. Now St. Peter at Gustavus this summer, this spring, they had it was called Flowers and Books, and you took your own theme from the title of a book. Oh, sure. And then your arrangement had to yeah. go with that. It's just amazing how yeah. creative some people can be. So that's where Karen is today. Just I, I should have mentioned that right from the outset here. That uh, that that's why Karen uh, they're they're right. they're doing the the, the they're exhibiting lily. Yeah, the, actually the sh- the the show starts tomorrow. Okay, but but she's they have prepping. to get everything together. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And hauled up there and ready to go. And, yes, exactly. Yes. And and making sure you know with all flowers, a lot of people don't know this, but you don't pick them and arrange them the day that you want to give them to somebody. You pick them 24 hours in advance, and you take your water bucket out to the garden with you. You cut the stem, plunge it into that warm water. Right away. Or tepid water right away. Then you bring it in, and um, if you have a... I have a second refrigerator in my basement, and then I have something that's uh, actually different sizes that are stainless steel. I put the water in there. I take the 
the plants out and I put them in that refrigerator. Then the next day, I recut the stems, oh. put them into warm water in the arrangement that I'm going to use them in, huh. and they're all set to go. And that's what we call hardening off. Huh. So yeah, you, you want never to, do you, that. You want them to look good, sure. And especially when you're taking them to a show, because it may get warm in there, mm-hmm. and like for and exhibit, traveling in the car too. Oh yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So you want them to look their best. So what we have in this yes, bouquet is we have is, the lily. Of we course. have the two lilies, and and uh, they are. Um, Facing oh, this out. is the this is the oh okay that the, lily hasn't opened up yet. No, and it's ah. its partner, and that one was bred to be a partner with that one, so it really? will be the color of the freckles and the striping okay. on the white one. Oh, nice! So you they'll, don't they'll have complement each other. Yes, they will complement <laughs> each other. So you don't have to be um, saying, "Okay, I've got this yellow. What can I go with the yellow?" Yeah, the um, the producer has done that so for you. Are, did they? Uh, grow on the same plant that no, are on the no. same. Okay. They're, they're they're different bulbs. Okay, they've right, been, bulb. but but they're in the same family. Oh, and so okay. they're going to open up at the same time because that's the thing. Can you imagine how complicated it is? It's sounding complicated to me <laughs> it, it, <laughs> when you started talking about it, it's its companion. I'm like, yeah. holy cow! Okay, what does that mean? Then? Yeah, <laughs> and some people don't do that. But this, if sure. if uh, you know, um, you're a big producer, like the, a lot of people. Um, that will come to a show. They're producing them at home. Mm-hmm. This isn't. This is their hobby. You know, they just want to combine the pollen from this plant and this plant and see what we're going to get. Yeah. You know, that's that's right. the surprise of it. But the thing, being diverse. If I just had a lot of lilies, um, even though there's different times, these Asiatics are the earliest to bloom. Okay. And in my garden, the Orientals are the latest to bloom. Oh, sure. <clears throat> and then these Asiatics, talking about diversity, this um, uh, opens and hangs to the front. The other ones uh, open from the top and splay out oh, on the top of the stems. Right. Sure. So some are side bloomers, some are top bloomers. Sure. Again, for arranging your display and right. utilizing them from that perspective. Right. Yeah. And then for the bees and the pollinators, this this plant is really smart. So if it's from the side, they the pollen, there's more pollen and on the anther, on what they attach to, that's longer. So I watch oh. these big fat bumblebees go in there <laughs> and collect it in that, you know. Yeah. They just get a whole load from these because sure. they, they have extra on them. But the other thing that you can do in your garden and it will look really, you know, it's it's to make a display that's attractive and makes you want to wander and look and kind yeah. of be surprised. And so hanging over the side are some red berries. Oh, yeah, I see that. And that is a currant, which is a, a shrub. Yeah. And this variety happens to be Red Lake. You cannot, the birds love them. Sure. You yep. can always make jelly with them. Yep. Yep. And that's that's very tasty and I, very good. I know my grandma used to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yep, and you go <laughs> pick these. and But it's a very attractive part of the landscape so sure. trying to um, 
have things that are good for the birds but are good for the humans too right. as well. So that's something and we can eat. it goes eat. to your diversity as well and, right. and, and even in the display diversity of, of the colors that you're seeing yep, in the that's, garden. Yep, that's yeah. exactly right. And then, of course, in the spring they bloom. So they're early oh, bloomers. Okay. So they've got pollen early for, well, bumblebees are the earliest to my yard. Okay. So, <clears throat> and then on top... That spiky thing up there, yeah, that's the top of uh, a garlic. You know, we grow garlic bulbs, uh-huh. and then oh, all right, this this stem comes up, and I forget what they call them. And now it is making so this particular nope, nope, nope that or the bulb piece. Yep, this. Yes. Oh, okay, that's the top yes. of garlic because that looks like a little piece of garlic, right? It there. is ex- <laughs> exactly. And at this point. You could just take that off, and you could eat that. Ah, that would be fine. Nice. But <clears throat> if you let it grow bigger, then a lot of people, it's just like a seed. You could plant them in a row, oh. and you'd have lots of garlic. That, that would become the, <coughs> the bulb, in essence, that's, that I would use. Yep, that's the, right. Yeah. So there's right now there's, oh, probably in that thing, there's probably 25 little, little seeds in there oh, that okay. are going to have the potential to be a full-grown plant. Nice. <clears throat> so that's that's a great thing. And here's what I like about the garlic. I grow garlic in with my raspberries because it gives off quite an aroma. And I have, and I shouldn't say this because it'll change probably now, I almost never have uh, those um, black flies or uh, beetles on my raspberries. Huh. That, <clears throat> so that's a good thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. The other thing that you can do with that plant is um, when they get like this, I, I take those off and I'll put them in my blender and grind them up. And um, I add water to them and I ferment them. And this year, I'm going to try using it on my plants that the Japanese beetles love. Okay. So the Japanese beetles, as well as deer mm-hmm. and other things, they're looking for a particular smell sure. that okay. the plant is going after. So if you can kind of disguise... Camouflage it, sure. Yes, camouflage it. And so I've got these jars of this stuff, <laughs> and, and then I'm, I'm going to try this. I All don't right. know if it works. But, I mean, it's, it's why not? Why yeah. not? You know? So that's kind it's of a fun thing. It's not going to hurt anything. No, no. And the other thing we have in there is, um, it looks like a... a kind of a bamboo like bush but it's called insomnia insomnia and is it's, that this leaf nope no that's that real thin yeah this. doesn't that look a little oh, bit okay. like a bamboo oh okay yeah. <clears throat> and that's something that we get it it gets bush like if you yeah. wanted a you didn't want a like a juniper or or an arborvitae, but you wanted a nice shrub that held its shape. Sure. The deer don't eat it. That would be one of them. It's um, very hardy, very drought tolerant, and yet in the spring it gets a very light blue flower on it. Oh, really? Very, very okay. attractive. Otherwise, yeah, it's beautiful as a green, you know, as it part of the greenery for the display here. Yeah. You, you, we like to see things, you know, different textures too. Yep. In the garden, it helps to open up a space. If you have just really tight things, oh sure, it's it's harder to see yeah, through cause them. They're, right, because of the way the leaves are on it, they're nice. It's a night would take up space, but yet it would not be solid. You know, sure, completely mm-hmm. solid. It would be visually yeah. Um, and open. and you know what else? It's got movement. 
yeah. with the wind. Oh, yeah. Because that, it's so yeah, lightweight. Yeah. yeah. yeah and right. all the all the, the, the thin uh, leaves on it. Sure, yeah. sure. So that's some of the diversity. Also in my garden, because I'm losing my uh, community garden up at Good mm-hmm. Council, um, <clears throat> I've been trying to grow vegetables. And this year I also have broccoli in my garden. I have rhubarb in my garden. I have uh, strawberries in my garden, and I have herbs. So, and these things, they just, I mean, they just blend in too. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about... um, Flowers and vegetables. Yes, yes, yes. Why not do that? And and they all get the benefit of each other and and, uh, get good soil, you know. Mm -hmm. We're always composting and and adding to the soil. It's much easier to do it at home. I would say with the drought, and we had a drought last year, and we're actually feeling the effects of that this year. Uh, They do have a lag time, especially with trees and things. So um, if you have a prized tree, um, and we're going to, it looks like, you know, this isn't good to be so short of uh, of uh, moisture right. now. I would say, Especially you know, start... Especially in the heat. Yeah, the humidity. heat and the wind. Yeah. The wind has been just terrible, too. So I had earlier, I had put down... Uh, uh, in the fall, we collect our leaves and we shred them. We have a shredder. Yep. We shred them. Then we bag them. And because they're in plastic bags, they start breaking down. And then as soon as... Uh, the soil has warmed up enough. I spread those. I put about six inches down. But you know what? That compresses down, and it is still breaking down. And it's down to with all the heat about two inches. So <clears throat> this week I've been spreading more in there. And that's your that's your mulch. Then that's that you my use? mulch, and then that also helps. Uh, it cools the soil, and it it uh, the soil. It, um, takes in the plant takes in carbon dioxide gives off oxygen but that carbon dioxide is sequestered in the soil and that carbon dioxide when it gets up in the atmosphere that's where we get the greenhouse gases from so we want to sequester it we want to keep it in the ground so and that that mulch layer helps do that oh yeah so we don't have any black soil showing yeah now there's one other way you can do that. You can also have living mulches. Um, there's several things that you can grow that will spread out. The problem with that is they can get weedy, and they also have to be watered, whereas you put down this great mulch, it's putting down all these <clears throat> different um, organic Right, organic elements. elements yeah. yeah, right, right. So, so that's one thing to do right now the other thing that you can do um, <clears throat> if it stays hot is you can take um, even your lawn chairs you know these wiry lawn chairs or plastic lawn chairs if you have put out uh, begonias um, impatience plants that we consider to be pretty shade shady plants and the sun gets so hot on them anyway, even for the short time that it's in that area, mm-hmm. just take 
those chairs and stand them up above these plants. It'll keep the sun off of them. Oh, sure. Provide them a little shade. A little shade there, yes. We also have, uh, well, my husband makes tomato cages for the tomatoes, but he also makes pepper cages because we like to grow a variety of uh, sweet peppers, hot peppers. Oh, sure. um, and, and they are a diamond-shaped triangle, and okay. they're made out of... Uh, um, rebar. They're very sturdy. And um, I will take those and they stand up about, sure. uh, oh, I don't know, 20 inches. And I will cover them with, um, I have grow bags. Okay. Gr- and you can pull that over it. Or uh, I will just take uh, some old cloth. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. I was imagining like yeah. old, old dish towel or uh, something like that. I use like a dish that. towel. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I do that too. So if, what you're doing is you're making a little tent for yeah, them to keep that of off. And if you've translated, uh, tra- translated, if you've transplanted something, maybe you were shopping and there was a plant on sale and you thought, oh man, it's so hot, but I really do want that. You would want to give it the best conditions. Oh, sure. Even if it's sun living. Yeah. And and put it in one of these cages so the sun doesn't get on it. Right. And mulch it really well. Especially when it's first starting to take to the new environment yeah, that yeah. It's and you can in. tell you can tell when they're when they're acclimated sure that that now they don't need so much tender loving care but in the beginning right yeah for the first few weeks I would say yeah you do and <clears throat> I had a question from someone about they didn't get all their seeds planted and they wondered if they would get a crop well you know it's gonna depend on um, <clears throat> what it says on your package if you bought something like some of the sunflowers are 90 days okay. you know if you planted something that's 90 days you're probably not going to get a crop it, if you did it because we had a very late fall okay so <clears throat> but if you planted something that requires 40 or 50 even 60 days you're going to get something yeah yeah much much so you know we always think of those cool crops like lettuce mm-hmm. and uh, um, radishes, things like that, kale. Uh, they're they're about thirty days, and you can start harvesting. Okay. You know, and in the fall, um, well, about August, I'd say after August fifteenth, you can. I've I've grown uh, green beans and also peas and gotten a crop. Really? So yeah. By planting them that late? Yes, you wow. have to keep them watered. Sure. And <clears throat> with peas and green beans. They have almost a shell on them. So what you do is you take a container, put some water in, put them in there, and I like to soak them overnight. Then you make your your hill or your row, and you plant them in and then soak them again. Because that, that shell, they're, they're almost, you can almost see that, the, that the, they're broken and the, they're ready to start growing immediately. I nice. think that that'll get you. That'll get you. Maybe sometimes even a week it'll gain for you. Hmm. Well, I like green beans, so maybe my wife and I will have a discussion at that. Maybe <coughs> we'll try to plant some green beans. You should. You know, um, <clears throat> a friend of mine was over. And they called and asked if if our green beans, if we were picking beans yet, and I said no. And they said, well, we have plenty. They brought me yellow green beans, huh? green green. 
green green beans right and purple oh purple ones yeah and so last night i cooked them and the purple totally lost its color it turned back to green sure but you know when i when i had the purple and the yellow ones together i thought this would be something great for MSU, it's our colors yeah, up here. Yeah, exactly. Just, just so <laughs> strikingly beautiful. Yeah, yeah, just amazing. Nice. Yeah. So nature is wonderful, and and our hybridizers are amazing that they come up with these great yeah. ideas. You know, we eat with our eyes sure. when we're we, we, something looks good, looks, yep. and we love color. That's why we say it. It looks good. Yeah. Right? Texture is good. You know, sure. it should taste good in our mouth. Yeah, yeah. So all of those things are just really great. One thing yes. I wanted to be sure and mention was I get so delighted when I pick up the newspaper mm. and read that there's something that somebody has done that I mm-hmm. think is just really, really, I'd never thought of. So there was an article in the paper. It was about uh, uh, huh, Matthew Mitchell and uh, Julie Schrader. And they, Julie is a friend of the uh, Blue Boy um, group. Um, That's the Civil War recreation people. Or is it uh, Boy in Blue? Is that Uh, maybe that? that, That's it, yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, and so Julie had read this article that there's at least 125 veterans of the Civil War Mm -hmm. that are buried in Blue Earth County. And several of them are up at Glenwood Cemetery here. And so she was exploring, along with her group, um, uh, something they could do about the um, headstones that are, you know, how the moss gets on. Oh, and, sure. And they just start wearing mm-hmm. away. And uh, the, Matthew has his own business for restoring these uh, tombstones. And so they oh. got together, and the first one was done now at Glenwood, and there was a beautiful picture of this tombstone once you know how to clean them up and that. Now, you can't you know, sometimes they're going to be gone too far. Yeah. It depends what they're made out of, you mm-hmm. know, because other sometimes the weather will just wear off the markers and that. But um, <clears throat> he said, you know, um, it's it's important, and Julie said this too, it's important to remember these people, and these soldiers, and to celebrate them. And isn't that true mm-hmm. that we, the sacrifices that they made and gave up their life for... And many, I was reading um, um, about soldiers from the area. Many of these were were newly arrived immigrants, them and their families, and to have left your family mm. to go mm-hmm. to fight this war. Um, it, it's amazing. Or to have been wounded and then come back and maybe been crippled for life or whatever. But what a sacrifice. So I hope they have a fundraiser so that they can do this, accelerate this, and sure. go all over the county because it's such a worthwhile project. Well, very good with that. I think, uh, well, one other thing. You mentioned the uh, the strawberry oh. leather. Oh, okay, Dwayne. You know, I am the strawberry lady. Yes. I will give anybody you, strawberries that wants them. I remember that, yep. Yeah, that's <laughs> plants. But I, um, so I had all these strawberries, and I thought, well, how many strawberries can we eat? How many can we freeze? How many jars of jam? And my trusty, a trusty husband. Now take that out of the bag. Yeah, I can. It's found 
uh, how to make strawberry fruit leather. Okay. So, and, oh, sure. It's like a, like then, a fruit snack kind yes, of a thing. Yes, right. And, and yeah. you... You uh, oh, delicious. You Looks cook it first, and yeah. then you use parchment paper. Sure. Yep. You spread it out very thin. Yep. You put it in the oven at 175 degrees. I'm going to have and, a little piece. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> and that has only got two tablespoons of sugar in it. Okay. And you've got this. Um, I may yeah. make this in a, a jelly roll pan. kind of a thing, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then you just lift it up out of the pan on the parchment, and you roll it up. And then cut it off in strips and give it to people. Nice. It's it's delicious and it's My a own nice little strawberry roll up for later. Yes. <laughs> yes. So now Thank you. here's another thing besides beans. Maybe you should have strawberries. Some strawberries. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Barb, as always, for uh, for enlightening us in the gardening world. Oh, thank you. And thank you for having me. You are welcome. That is Barb Lampson, Minnesota River Valley Master Gardener, with this week's edition of Gardening with Barb and Karen.